Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Lunchbox Podcast. I'm Andy Brown uh, and joining me today is a veteran podcaster and stalwart of the Northern Irish games scene. How's that sound? (laughs) (laughs) Stuart Neal. Possibly over-egging it a little bit. Uh, Veteran podcast sounds, I suppose I have been doing this for what, nearly three years-ish? Yeah. With my total number of podcasts being nearly four, possibly. Ish. Four different series, not episodes. Well, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's been quite a lot of uh, episodes that I has recorded over those past three years or so. So, how are you, Stuart? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for agreeing to join me today on the Lunchbox podcast. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get you to choose some numbers as we go through, and you'll answer some random questions. Okay. How does that sound? That sounds good. Excellent. Well, without further ado, should we just get on with it? Of course. Yay! Okay. Why don't you give me your first number today? Between what and what? Oh yeah, I should have explained. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. So, I've got a soundboard here, uh, so give me a random number between 1 and 64. Okay, number 40. If you could talk to a dead celebrity, who would it be and what would you ask? Ooh, um, that is a good question. Uh, let's go with David Boy and whether or not he would have done a Labyrinth sequel if it had ever been arranged. Oh, what do you think his answer might have been? I would hope that it would be yes, but also hoping that he would say no because Labyrinth is kind of perfect in its own little right. The makeup of the creatures, the... The fact that Bowie just plays a fantastic Jareth, um, the cod piece, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a, it's a wonderfully realised world. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Do you want to give me another number? One. All right, this one. If you had to run away from everyone, where would you hide? <laughs> um. Where would you hide running away from everyone? Like literally everyone in the world? You are you can you can define that. The man <laughs> wants you dead. Where are you going? <laughs> um and I will go for a small island in Strangford Lock. Oh, what, what, where's that? It's basically it's the part of Northern Ireland that looks like an arm out of the side of it. Okay, why there? Pretty, pretty isolated? It's not overly isolated, but it's close enough to home that I can get home if I really wanted to, and there's some islands out there as well. I could hide around one side of them, and you'd probably not be able to see me from the coastal road. Okay, so you're going full Luke Skywalker. Yes. Right, thank you. Uh, give me <laughs> another number. Uh, number um, 14. 14 is... Have you ever been on television or radio? I have been on both, but only as a voice. But no, I appeared very briefly two years running, picking up my A-level results um, in a local newscast. Oh, Matt, were you one of those kids? Oh, I wasn't one of the ones that was interviewed. I was just in the background and seen in the queue going to pick up my results slip. But for whatever reason, they didn't film the second year after I'd done mine. So I think they just recycled the same clip. (laughs) 
Uh, radio, I've appeared on a Yes No game on local radio DJ George Jones way, way back in the day. And I was also in a phone-in competition on CBBC back whenever it was still on, like BBC One, um, over a summer. And I got to speak to the lovely Simon Parkin, and I won a school bag. Fantastic. Was it rigged? No, it wasn't. It was actually, I got, I didn't actually win the challenge. That was just the runners-up prize. I'm intrigued by this whole thing about you're one of the go-to stock images in Northern Ireland <laughs> for uh, A-level results. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but just, yeah, it's just one of those things. Did you get a really surprised phone call from your nan afterwards saying, I thought you'd finished your A-levels last year? <laughs> no, I think it was actually my mum or uh, my dad that actually spotted me on TV again. Okay, uh, give me another number. 64. What's the first thing you'd do if they announced an imminent extinction event right now? I would tell my wife and kids. Tell them what? Tell them that there was going to be an imminent <laughs> extinction <laughs> event. <laughs> We're going to get some really disturbing revelation there. <laughs> no. I'm living I, a lie. My name is actually Neil Stewart. <laughs> Oh, the amount of people that call me Neil in emails is very annoying. Um, but that's beside the point. Uh, but no, I would, um, yes, I would tell my family I love them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, Stuart, talk to me about the gaming scene in, in Northern Ireland then. It is quite vibrant, as I found out uh, about two years ago whenever I first saw Games NI Night um, being promoted on Twitter. There are a number of different studios and developers what have you working in Northern Ireland, as well as one of the sort of local, uh, I suppose, media promoters, um, which is called NI Screen. They do grants and things for people working in the games industry and people making local films and documentaries and things like that. And they help them with um, both money and funding and things, but they also help with getting people promoted or you know uh, the promotion um, of what they're doing and sort of helping people set up stalls and things for the games. Um, and I said it was uh, getting the money for booths and things in some of the conventions. So yeah, vibrant enough. The games and I nights. Tell us a bit about about those. Have you attended any of them? I have. I've attended quite a number of them now. They are held every two months, usually in one of the bars up in Belfast. And the presentations range from uh, whether or not uh, working with a publisher is a good thing or a bad thing for an indie developer. Um, Lessons learned from working on an early access game. There has been the art of pitching or people who actually go into um, sort of funding rounds and things like that, of how to sell your game by talking for about two or three minutes. Yeah, they've been really, really interesting. And I understand this has been something of an inspiration for a new project of yours? It has a little bit, yes. Um, Sort of stemming from both my work on the Laps Gamer radio podcast and going to the Games NI nights and what have you, I was doing interviews and things for Laps Gamer radio, but I then decided to step away from that just for a while. So what I am now working on is sort of taking that interview side of it to the sort of the next level, and I'm actually doing a new podcast, um, which is hopefully going to focus a lot more on the people who actually make the games and the sort of the issues that they have with both making them and why making them that come up and that are, can be pretty catastrophic 
while they're making them. Uh, so yeah, the new podcast, which will hopefully be released sometime in July, is called How Not to Make a Game. Um, you can get it on Twitter at How to Make a Game. That's uh, the number two. Well, I'm currently working on recording the interviews and things and getting those ready. I'm hoping to release it as a binge cast, if that's a thing. Releasing sort of four or five episodes all in one go. Then eventually, maybe six months later, uh, working on another sort of four or five or six episodes uh, to be released all simultaneously, as the kids seem to like that sort of thing. <laughs> so kind of, kind of like the Netflix principle. Yeah, basically, yes. It also means not having to worry about editing every week or every other week. It means a little bit of concentrated time doing all of that and then just getting it out the door and not having to worry about it for a couple of months. Yeah, is anyone who has actually edited podcasts that you've worked on, it must be lovely just to turn up, talk about <laughs> something and then go away and not have to worry about it. But when you've actually got to edit them, that takes up quite a lot of time sometimes. It does, yes. Uh Anything more than three people is an absolute nightmare. Uh, two is quite a nice number. Two is lovely. Yes. Yes. Hence this format. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Okay. laughs> you, you definitely don't want to be editing any more than, I don't know, you know, like half a dozen different clips from different recordings into anything. No, that would be an absolute nightmare. No, exactly. That'd be the kind of crazy nonsense that would never get made. Exactly. Or, or just completely retooled about two years later. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah coincidentally have you got another number for us <laughs> number seven if you could be anyone else on earth who would you be anyone else on earth oh i don't know i mm, i was gonna say george Clooney, but no um you, you like nespresso <laughs> yeah i can make my own coffee that's not that big a deal i'm wanting to be hideo kojima would be a bit weird because I really don't know, want to know what goes on in his head. It would, uh, would be one of the more interesting people to spend a day in the life of, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it would be. <laughs> Just Mads Mickelson randomly calling you up or hanging around the studio with you. It would be very surreal, definitely. Um, who would I like to be? I would... I honestly don't have an answer. Do you want me to pose you another question? Go ahead. All right, go on then. Number uh, 27. This one here. What animal ability do you want and why? Animal ability. Um, you can have anything from any animal. I'll even take insects. <laughs> That's how we roll. <laughs> Don't say horse. <laughs> but horses are so good. They're not a superpower, though. <laughs> no, that's just true. Uh, um, anybody who has met me knows I'm a little bit short of stature. Um, so something like a spider's ability of actually, you know, growing and possibly just shedding my skin and getting to grow a little bit more would be quite nice. Yeah, I can see that working. Yeah. Yeah. I feel sorry for your wife when she comes home from work <laughs> and there's just <laughs> Stuart shaped. Shell on the sofa. <laughs> a skin shell sitting on the sofa. <laughs> oh, Stuart, I've told you. <laughs> no molting on the sofa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me another one. 61. What's your holy grail? Oh, okay, so yeah, your holy grail, what's the, um, what's the one thing you've always coveted? The Tokyo Bus Guide 
special edition on the Dreamcast. Wow, I, I, you've got to expand on that one. What? <laughs> I own a Dreamcast. I can't read Japanese, but I... <laughs> it's one of those things that I occasionally look up on eBay just to see how much it's currently going for. It's not a wildly priced item, but it's just kind of one of those things that I have in the back of my head. Um, it would either be that or the was it the special edition of it has a proper name. I think it's what Sega Ga Ga or S G G G. Uh, again on a Japanese import title on the Dreamcast and. SGGG is a business management simulator about running Sega. But again, it's all in Japanese and I haven't a hope of understanding what's going on. I'm sure there was a PlayStation game and it was like a Japanese import, but essentially you're a you're a train driver and you could get like a train controller. There may there may well be a couple of the entries on the PlayStation, but there is definitely at least one, if not two of them, on the Dreamcast. And they are called Dentia de Go. Um, yeah. Yes, they do come with a train controller. I have one of them, but not the train controller. You see, that would have been a great night out. Yeah. You can actually get quite a few train simulators on the 3DS now through the eShop as well. Oh, well, yep. there you go. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't talk because I'm absolutely addicted to Train Sim World on the PlayStation <laughs> 4. Not going to lie. They had a train controller for that. I'd be totally on board. Excuse the pun. <laughs> yeah, that was a good pun. It's surprising there's not one, actually. Do you have a lot of, uh, well, I mean, I know the answer to this. You have a lot of uh, consoles of retro gaming and, and all, like a massive Steam back catalogue. I only have a couple of items. It's not that much-ish. Yes, my backlog pile is a little bit ridiculous. And yes, includes a fair amount of uh, retro stuff ranging from, let's see, what, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, SNES, N64, Dreamcast, Saturn, Wii, Wii U. Uh, I have the PlayStation 3 now moved under my computer as well. GameCube. Um, yeah, there's a fair amount of stuff. If the bus, was it bus timetable? Tokyo Bus Guide. Tokyo Bus Guide is your is your holy grail. What is, what's your most coveted possession game that you actually do own? That's... A difficult question. I'm not one of these people who particularly goes in for special editions or collector's items and things. I think I would be fairly gutted if I didn't have my GameCube with the Game Boy Advance player on it. That's probably the one thing. Not necessarily coveted, not necessarily rare as such, but yeah, I think I would be deeply saddened if I didn't have that. I'm going to ask you now for your last number. I, I, I genuinely have lost track of where we are today. <laughs> <laughs> this could be 10. This could be 8. I'm not sure. We will go with number 47. How different do you think things would be if humans didn't need sleep? Going by a good friend of ours, <laughs> Kevin Moore's lifestyle, <laughs> I think life would be very, very different. For a start, everybody would be drinking port. And owning beagles. <laughs> and owning beagles. Not having to sleep would mean there would be an awful lot more media for people to consume, an awful lot more art. Uh, people have would have a lot more time to consume that as well. And there would be, 
actually that'd be really strange because there wouldn't be any late night disc jockeys. <laughs> so there wouldn't. Prime time all the time. Yeah. Uh, things like Hitman and her wouldn't be a thing. <laughs> Would you even have the word? Well, what about the learning zone? Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, the overnight teletext would never have existed. What about the hotel industry? <laughs> yeah, that's I'm true, just... actually. Yeah, it, it literally wouldn't exist. What would those buildings be now? That's a very good question. I'd tell you something, though. The licensing laws over in Northern Ireland would not change. <laughs> but we don't have to sleep. Yeah, but you're going home. <laughs> right, so how not to make a game Yes, is coming to all good podcatchers near you in July. If I can work out how to do that, <laughs> well, I'll start with Podbean, but then hopefully expand it, yes. Hopefully all in one big lovely lump so that we can uh, we can binge on that yes tell me about uh some of the people that you've been interviewing then for the first couple of episodes i have uh gary kings who is the lead developer and founder on national insecurities i have been speaking to kiva roddy who is a producer and lecturer uh, about games and games development game design games art i am speaking to marina diaz who is a um, Spanish podcaster and games developer and the founder of Terabase, the Spanish uh, game, Women for Games or In Games uh, magazine, as well as being a Women in Games ambassador. It's it's quite a lineup. Um, as I say, I've got still got uh, one or two more to sort of sort out and uh, get scheduled and recorded and things like that. But yeah, I'm very pleased uh, so far. So there you go. It's going to be a really good series. Uh, Stuart is an excellent interviewer. If you've not heard him, no, you are. You're, you're a very natural interviewer, and you you get good rapport with people, and you you get a nice interview out of people. So uh, <laughs> thank you. I, I would highly recommend that people go and check this out. And it is at How to Make a Game with the number two. Yes. On Twitter, and uh, more details of the show will follow there when it's available. Yes, it will. Stuart, thanks very much for joining me today. It's really appreciated. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, don't forget, if you out there want to take part in the Lunchbox podcast, perhaps you want to be a guest, perhaps you want to suggest a ridiculous question, then you can tweet me at Lunchbox Podcast. Uh, in fact, we're on most of the social media at Lunchbox Podcast. Uh, get in touch there. Right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>